Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, July 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Regulators have been cracking down on Binance, but that hasn't scared Visa and MasterCard away from the cryptocurrency exchange. And Fed Chair Jay Powell faces U.S. lawmakers today, right after the latest inflation numbers show another big jump in consumer prices. Plus, what if there was an index that could let you invest in everything? Diversification is the only free lunch in finance. It's a cliche, but it's true. We'll talk about the pursuit for the holy grail of indexing. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Visa and MasterCard will continue to allow consumers to use their payment cards on Binance.com. That's the main Binance cryptocurrency exchange. Binance has been targeted by regulatory crackdowns, most recently by the UK's financial watchdog. Some banks and payment companies have cut ties with the cryptocurrency exchange, but the two big credit card companies are sticking with Binance. They'll continue allowing customers to easily move conventional currencies to the cryptocurrency exchange. Both Visa and MasterCard told the FT that they will continue to monitor the situation. Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell will face members of the U.S. Congress today. They'll likely grill him on the U.S. government's latest inflation data. It came out yesterday and shows that prices accelerated unexpectedly last month. The consumer price index for June rose at the fastest pace since August 2008. Our U.S. economics editor Colby Smith said that in one way, the price rise is the same story we've heard before, that price increases are in parts of the economy most affected by the pandemic. Travel-related expenses, you know, thinking about hotels and airfares and car rental costs, those jumps have been most significant. And at the same time, we're also seeing the prices of used cars and energy also spike pretty dramatically. But I think what was definitely worrisome with this report in particular was that it seemed as though some of those cost increases were broadening out to other sectors. So, Colby, the Fed's been saying that inflation will be transitory and the central bank appears to be sticking to the script and is still projected to raise interest rates in 2023, the earliest. But how long will these price increases go on for? I think it's very difficult to say just because there is so much uncertainty about the outlook going forward. I think one important thing to keep in mind is that market measures of inflation expectations, which is, you know, gives us a really helpful view on how investors view the outlook here. They've stayed pretty well contained. So you're not really seeing um, broad-based concerns or market positioning in any way to indicate that runaway consumer prices are something that people are worried about. What kind of questions do you think U.S. lawmakers will have for Fed Chair Powell? I think there's going to be a lot of questions about the Fed's support here and um, how much importance to place on some of these inflation figures. Obviously, for uh, Democrats, support for the various stimulus programs hinged on there not really being a big inflationary risk associated with these types of stimulus programs. Republicans have been really quick to kind of jump on the argument that uh, inflation is getting out of control and is something that is detrimental to U.S. consumers across the country. Uh, So I think you'll hear a lot of questions about the permanency of this inflationary burst and further what the impact of perhaps some of the other spending programs that the Biden administration is currently trying to uh, rustle up support for. 
Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. economics editor. Indexing is a huge business in financial markets. An index is created to basically slice up markets into, say, geographies like emerging markets or categories like equities or bonds. Financial groups then use these indices as benchmarks and sell funds to investors who want to follow them. Now, one company is attempting to create the holy grail of index funds, an index that would combine everything, not just stocks and bonds, but commodities and venture capital and other investments too. With me to talk about this index of everything, I'm joined by our global finance correspondent, Robin Wigglesworth. Hey, Robin. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for being back on the show. Robin, can you explain what exactly is indexing and how it is used in the investment world? Well, basically, indexing is all about measurement. If you measure something, you can manage it. If you turn the clock back 100 years, people started making stock market indices, you know, seeing what the stock market did from a day-to-day, a week-to-week, or year-to-year as a proxy to measure what the economy was doing. But over time, we've gotten better and better, and it's now used to measure the performance of various asset classes. And that's just the jargon for things like the stock market, the bond market, the commodity market, the energy market, the real estate market, for example. So this has actually gone from you know, a fairly dowdy, dull backwater or the financial industry to being massively profitable and hugely influential because you can build investment products on top of the indices. So Robin, why are people so keen to create this index of everything? And what would this include in addition to stocks and bonds? Well, if we start back in the academic theorizing that happened in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the view then was like the optimal investment for everybody was the entire market. That's stocks, bonds, commodities, real estate, the whole gamut, really. And that is what people are trying to develop, something that really sort of fulfills this theory of what the market portfolio is. Because stocks and bonds don't always go up. Like you can have like a 10-year period where stocks go down. By being the most diversified as possible, you are limiting your downside risks. And that's why an ultimate index is potentially so attractive. Are there any downsides to this everything index? There's no downside to just creating an index like that. It's just an information service. But if you can create an index you can create a financial product on, that has both upsides and downsides. The upsides is that you can possibly create a really cheap, good, simple financial product that is useful for pretty much everybody in the world. The downsides is, of course, that we've seen financial engineers create all sorts of things that maybe started out as a good idea, but ended up being an unholy mess. So you spoke to Peter Shepard. He's the head of product development at MSCI, one of the indexing industry's big three, alongside the FTSE Russell and the S&P Dow Jones indices. He's been working on this index of everything for a decade now. What did he say about how close they are to this holy grail of indices? Well, he thinks they're close now. The problem has been, first of all, just deciding what's the best mix of stocks and bonds or commodities and so on. But also, to be a true ultimate index, as I've called it, you need also to include private markets. So that's real estate, private bank loans, for example, venture capital and private equity, things that don't trade on an exchange. And by their nature, private markets are more opaque. So getting the data to create an investable index has been really, really challenging. So say Shepard does succeed, how would this reshape the industry? 
I mean, fundamentally, something like this is not something that actually many parts of the investment world would like. You know, whether you're a financial advisor or a chief investment officer working in a big global sovereign wealth fund, what you're selling is your skill in picking the optimal mix of these assets. And if somebody's going to package that up into a cheap product, you don't particularly want to do that. So it's, it might be hard for something like this to gain traction. However, if it is done well, I can see myself going into a bank rather than selecting one of thousands of exchange traded funds or index funds, seeing that thing, entering my age when I'm planning to retire and click, I buy that and I don't have to think about it for the next six years. Robin Wigglesworth is the FT's global finance correspondent. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me on again. Now, until we find that holy grail, technology is giving us customized index funds or direct indexing. And one California startup that does this has proved so appealing, it was just bought by Vanguard. Now, this is a big deal because it's the fund giant's first corporate acquisition ever in its 46-year history. Yesterday, Vanguard's CEO announced the deal to buy the company called Just Invest, and he said tech-driven solutions are driving better outcomes and lowering costs for clients. The startup gives investment advisors a way to tweak existing indices and create portfolios that are customized for things like value or growth or to match environmental or social beliefs. Vanguard's acquisition follows similar moves by BlackRock and J.P. Morgan. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.